The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. In this episode, we're going to talk about our take on this whole phenomenon of tidying up with Marie Kondo. It's a Netflix thing. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. That's kind of holy, huh? How you said it. We're not huge fans to the point where I know how to pronounce the name properly. But just but as because, a Japanese name? Yeah, be, but because she's Japanese and her first name is spelled the way it is, I, I just kind of figure that her name is pronounced Marie. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, I'm wrong. I was talking I know, about Marie, the Marie. Kondo. Kondo. Oh, Kondo. <laughs> it should be Kondo. Yeah. Marie so if I was, Kondo. So I think you said it like that. If I can really japanese it. <laughs> I can say that because because I'm Japanese, right? Am I allowed to say that because I'm Japanese? Say what? Oh, Jap- Japanese Japaneseify things. You know, to kind of treat it lightly. Anyway, yes, Marie sang, Kondo sang, right? Yeah. I or in this case, better. Kondo Sensei, because she is the master very of yes. this tidying up thing. Yes. How did how did you okay. hear about this Netflix episode? Well, I show? okay. So my friend. WhatsApped me and said, have you watched Tidying Up on Netflix? It's magic. <laughs> so, of course, if I hear magic, I'm all, all over it. I'm like, what? Okay, I have to watch it. So I started watching it. And the first time I started, I was a little bit thrown off because Marie Kondo speaks mostly Japanese throughout every um, episode. She brings with her uh, to the sessions a translator who, while Marie is speaking, the translator is translating. And so it just felt a little chaotic. My ears just had to get used to it. But it did. I think that's so badass, by the way, that somebody can speak. Like listen and speak at the same time and translate in progress. I think that's amazing. Yes. So that's how I heard of the show. And then shortly after I watched the the season, I just kept seeing it everywhere on Instagram. Okay. So that's what happened. So we got bitten watching. by the tidying up bug. So it's just, so if you haven't seen it, what this show is about is Marie Kondo is a an expert in tidying up. Exactly <laughs> what the show is, is titled, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And tidying up is a euphemism for getting rid of all of your extra crap. <laughs> That's what that yes. means, right? Yes. It turns out. Anyways. So what she helps to do is she helps people, couples, singles, fam- entire families. They had she a lesbian helped- couple on there. Yep, they did. They did. They had a lesbian couple. They had a widow. They had a... Um, Family who just completely depended on the mom to know where everything was. <laughs> That's what moms they do. They had a stay-at-home mom who didn't want to do the dishes or the laundry. Um, and so she she works with 
all different kinds of There was a a gay couple as well. So a lesbian couple, a gay couple. Every kind of family almost was represented here, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And it also looked as though it was every um, socioeconomic, every economic background as well. Yeah. Except the one percenters. Except the one percent, right. Because they, anyways, I was going to say something. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Might not be true, so I won't say it. Okay. Um, So she's an expert in helping people take back control of their spaces. In her own method, the Kondo method. KonMari. KonMari, yep. KonMari method. And she helps you so that it feels a little less overwhelming to do. And she uses a measure of... Just keeping what sparks joy. Does it spark a joy? Yes, exactly that. Keeping what sparks joy so that your home truly does reflect who you are. And when you come home, you just have this attitude of gratitude and reverence for your home because everything in it sparks joy. So it cultivates this feeling of thankfulness because you just love everything in your home. And that's amazing, right? To think of that, having that bar Mm -hmm. be your bar. Well, I have a question (laughs) for you. And um, because you, you are more of an expert on this method well, than I am. I'm an expert, but I, but I just well, more watched than every I episode. So, oh. well, <laughs> and you fa- well, you did fast forward through some parts I saw. But anyway, but that's did fine. Did I fast forward through No, parts? didn't you? Because I know when, okay, sidebar, when we watch makeover shows like Fixer Upper and stuff like that, a lot of times we'll see the before, right, the first 10 minutes or whatever it is, and then we'll just fast forward to the end so we can just see, okay, how, what did they do to this space? Cut the drama. We just want the gratification. The, of the, yeah, the we want challenges immediate gratification. The I just want to see the before and after. Well, so you I was know, just wondering okay. if you did that with this. But so I do have a question. This, so in this show... Um, I did fast forward through some of the parts that felt very stressful to me. Okay. So it wasn't merely to just get to the end. Okay. The, the, uh, and we'll talk about the stress. Okay. Let's yes. remember to yes. do that. Okay. So why don't you come back to what, the stress? What did but you my question to... is about the, the sparking joy. No, not sparking joy about how, how your home reflects who you are. Yeah. Your home yeah. reflects who you are. Is that what she says? Yes. Okay. I just, I guess I have a comment about that because to me, well, if if there's a mess in your home, that's who you are at that time. You're kind of mess. You're, you're, you're messy. That, that is who you are. But I think this process and tidying up in general or just, you know, getting your crap in shape and stuff like that, right? Taking care of your beep is... That, that's the process of your personal self changing. Mm-hmm. And therefore, your outer reflects that as you go along in that process. I'm nitpicking. Exactly, I'm exactly. Nitpicking, so do but... you want to? So if who you are is just a bunch of crap laying around, mm-hmm. do you want to be that? No. So you want your home to reflect who you'd like to become. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So you want I'm your environment yeah. to really nurture the person you know you truly are. 
right. and who you are becoming. Right. You want that to, you want your home to inspire you, mm-hmm. you know, but let me just correct and say that, but her first thing is really that you're grateful for the things in your home. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that you saw throughout the episodes, as well as what I'm guilty of too, is just having so much stuff that you're just like, eh, just whatever. You just have so much stuff that it's hard to feel gratitude in what you have yeah. because you have so much of it. Right. So how are you grateful for all these things? Right. You know, but if you, if you purge, then you're like, yes, I love all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I love what I've, what I've whittled down to. Mm-hmm. So let's back up a bit because I think a lot of people who are listeners prob- maybe haven't seen the show. Okay. So she... So in the KonMari method, she believes in attacking your tidying process in stages. And the first stage is to purge your clothing. The second stage is to then move on to your books. The third stage is to deal with papers. And the last stage is miscellaneous. Or she calls it komoro. Am I You're looking right? at me like I would know the right term, I but I'm so sorry. I just know that as a dragon. Because I am Japanese, but I don't speak it. But I know that as a dragon. Right. right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's a komoro dragon. Mm-hmm. Komoro uh, dragon. I don't know what that so is. So I don't know yeah. how it's also, is it <clears throat> called? Can you look that up? Okay, never mind. Anyways, that's what, so it, what the about, fourth stage is called. Okay. So does, clothing, What about CDs? Would that go with miscellaneous or would that maybe that would go with books? No, like media. That, no, that's no? miscellaneous. Okay. okay. Every okay. so so miscellaneous CDs is a DVDs. pretty huge it's a pretty huge category. But but before we jump all Office the way to supplies. number four, you start with number one because clothing, you have to deal with clothing every single day. You get yes. dressed every single day. Right. So what is so overwhelming with this stage is she has you take every bit of clothing out. So it's, so it's stuff you, you have hanging up. It's stuff you have in your drawers. And you take everything out and you put it on your bed. And part of the healing process in this is <laughs> to process. see all the stuff you it's have. Intervention is what it it's is. to see what you have. And it is just crazy. What you have, like, it's just crazy. So you want that shock value. And what I have to say here is that, first of all, Toast has already been doing the KonMari method from when I first met her. Because one of the things that in, in part of the clothing process, you're, you are picking up every single piece and going, does this spark joy? And if it's yes, you put it in another pile. And then if no... You thank it, even if you have never worn it. You just thank it because it showed you you don't love that style, and therefore you've not worn it. You thank it. Then you put it in the pile to give away, right? But in the pile that you're keeping, the next step is to fold it in this incredibly small little square. <laughs> oh, that's what you're talking about with me and doing this method. And then you file it. How funny. Toast's drawers are so organized she is like the mega best folder in this world. I enjoy folding laundry. And she can fold it in it. small little tiny things. And 
we have to take a picture of your drawer because it's incredibly. We neat. need to pick the right drawer because <laughs> the drawer with my large, with my bulkier knit sweaters mm-hmm. that might look neat. Uh, my PJs, my pajamas, mm-hmm. clothes. I don't actually have pajamas. I just have beatable t-shirts. That, yeah. That's what my pajamas are. Um, but that's neat. But the, the what drawer kind of with t-shirts? My, just beat up old, you know, oh, t-shirts. Okay. That you don't want to, you know, right. wear in public. You know, beat up old, but see, oversized that probably t-shirts. does not spark joy. Well, so maybe it does it's not spark a true joy. Method. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I need help with my joy sparkometer. Yeah, but um, but the drawer with my regular presentable t-shirts it looks like it might not be organized but it is okay because i i stack my t-shirts in a staggered way but that's not again that's not her method right she anyways, rolls them up any okay anyways, getting too far into the yeah, weeds it's just come, too I'm much coming back. okay so but but part of the clothing process is to make sure that when you are looking at your clothes after you've purged that you can see everything. You're not having to lift mm-hmm. up and dig for mm-hmm. the thing. You see it all right there. You don't forget that you had something yes. because it's hidden way back. So then the second process after you've purged your clothing is to then move to books. And what you want to do with the books is, again, pull everything off your shelves. Pull it off of the nightstand. Pull it off of whatever, wherever all the books are in your home. You bring it to one spot. And then again, part of the healing process, you're traumatized by how much, how many books you have. <laughs> and the trauma alone should encourage you to let go <laughs> of some of these books. Oh, my God. And part is spark joy. But it really is, you know, is this book helping me to become the person I want to be? Is this book part of how I think today? Is this book part of my who I want to be in the future Mm. you know are these thoughts in this book is the information in this book who I am or who I want to become that's part of the measure right and then if it purely has sentimental value sentimentality does spark joy right because you're like right it almost sparks uh, the most joy yeah yes so then you want to keep that so that's books papers is the next, is the third of the four four uh, parts to the KonMari method. And papers. Now, this is the one that we haven't done, but I am terrified of. Let's define papers. Yes. Does papers it include are, magazines? Do papers? No. No. Yeah. Papers, would, magazines would be in the um, miscellaneous. Okay. What about photo albums? Nope. Or old stacks nope. of old. Fo- that's nope. miscellaneous too. Mm-hmm. So papers are things. Papers like are literally papers. So if you have papers by your files. desk, like your old utility your bills, files. Yep, all your files or those just those little stacks of. Pa- see, like journals. We're, right what about now, journals. Right now we're in Toast's office, and I see you see those papers there, and those, those are papers my to-dos. there. Yep. So it's all papers, like, and categorizing your papers. Okay. Okay. Papers are hard journals that would be miscellaneous oh my gosh yeah that's okay so a lot goes into miscellaneous i don't like when miscellaneous is too much so miscellaneous would be too many things i think what she's trying to do though is just make it doable because Mm -hmm. i think even if you do clothing books and papers 
you're so much better off. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah, right. True. However, True. okay, so that is that is her method. Okay, okay so the last okay. section is miscellaneous. So all those things that Toast was asking would be in miscellaneous, as well as, dun dun dun, dun your kitchen. Oh, kitchen, yeah, I feel, right. is kitchen. a whole, should be its own category because we deal with our kitchen every single day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but still, throughout this whole thing, with the exception of papers, because papers have a uh, very uh, utilitarian value to them, right? And right. some you just can't escape. I right. don't know if any paper sparks joy unless it's your diploma <laughs> right, right. or your whatever. I don't know what it is. Or unless your, it's your, your kids, tax return. <laughs> unless it's your kid's artwork, right? Because that could be a, right. a piece of paper in a stack in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, all of these, though, really is about what sparks joy. That is the measure you're using in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I think number one, though, is... So this is... Okay. So everything we just said, clothing, books, papers, miscellaneous. That's the KonMari method. And I am sure there are so many other layers there because we haven't... We honestly have not read her book. We have only seen the show. Um. Something I will say for Toast and I is that we go, we, we are, I would say we are good purgers. Like once we have a reason to purge, we're there and we, we can purge. Okay. But sometimes we need that little help like, oh, we're moving and then we're purging. <laughs> oh, here's mice visiting us. Okay. And <laughs> we're purging, whatever it might be. We do get into moments mice of purging. Visit- Wait, let's explain what that comment is about for people who don't know. Okay. <laughs> Because it's not like we have a regular infestation mice. of no, no, mice no. in our house, okay? We were living in a one-bedroom cottage for about 10 years. 11. 11 years. And this was... Or maybe it was 12. This is an old... 12 years. It's an old structure. It was an old structure. Yes, it was I built in the 50s, I think. I loved um, it. And in the 11th year... Can I tell you the story, though? Is when we started noticing the there's story. a mouse in our house. But let me tell the story. Okay. So it Go was Thanksgiving. It. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving, and we made um, stuffing, and we had leftover bread cubes. And I had put the bread cubes, the leftover bread cubes, by the front door. Door, which also happened to be next to our old-fashioned mail slot. So in the olden days, you you didn't have a mailbox. You had a mail slot, and they just shoved through, post people shoved the mail through this slot. And I kept it by the door with the intention to throw it outside to feed the birds. I didn't. And mail got piled on to the bread cubes. But mice outside were like, I smell bread. And they crawled through our mail slot and ate the bread and then decided, hey, we like this house. They have cat food. And they started hanging out. But it's not like we didn't check our mail that much no but it's like you know how when you don't want to deal with like the catalogs or whatever mm-hmm. and you just pile it up <clears throat> and you just look for the but bills. it wasn't was it in the slot we, we had a basket there we had a basket right outside the mail drop slot okay so okay. the basket that's where the breadcrumbs went okay 
and then just gotcha. didn't See, you do have it. such a good memory. I had forgotten all about that. So anyways, um, but that sure helped us purge. <laughs> and that's a good, that's a good uh, object lesson because the moral of that story is if we had just kept up with a tidying yeah. process, mm-hmm. then we would we, have seen the breadcrumbs. Right, right, yes, right. Yes. So anyhow, so the whole thing is about sparking joy. And um, in general, we're really good at purging. We don't let things collect up too much. Like, for instance, we have only been in this Portland home for a year now. Mm-hmm. And we've already I've already done two purges of my closet before doing the KonMari mm-hmm. clothes purging. Oh, so and, I've already done that. And just clarity. So that mouse story was mouse. about five years ago by now? Around there, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just wasn't sure if it stayed, our screen did something, Yeah, but we're okay. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, that was that mouse story. But you know, everything that happens, that's another example of everything that happens. There's always silver lining. So even though at the time we were like, oh my God, we can't have this problem. And we did everything. And I had even like mice, mouse phobia after a while because I felt creepy, um, it led us to create expansion in our lives mm-hmm. and to know that this one-bedroom cottage served us amazingly 11, 12 years ago prior to that, you know, mm-hmm. before the mouse thing happened, but that we were really ready to stretch and spread our wings. Mm-hmm. And we did. From that point, we moved to a different place, a three-bedroom, two-bath, and we were like, wow, we have all this space now. Wow, we have now. two bathrooms now? Oh, my God. And it just felt so luxurious, and <laughs> yeah. it really opened up our world for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, silver lining there. But back to um, the KonMari method. So everything is about sparking joy. But I think for us, as we were purging and doing different things, it was almost like we weren't really ready for her method completely. Because if we purged everything that didn't spark joy, we'd have like, I'd have like three shirts. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, spark joy is really an elevated level. So to me, it really is about keeping the the useful things, things I actually use, Mm -hmm. as well as the few items that spark joy. And then really cultivating the habit of just purchasing what sparks joy so that it can be both useful and spark joy Mm -hmm. so that I don't have these two categories of this is useful, but it doesn't spark joy, but it's useful. So I'm not getting rid of it. But these things spark joy. You know what I mean? Well, yes, I think I I think I know what you're talking about. And I think this whole idea of spark joy has to be seen in the context of this Instagrammable kind of dream life that that we're now uh, subject to on social media. I know what you're because, talking about, but I don't agree. I mean, well, I think you. I think it's baby steps, right? Like, do I like? Okay, so one of the useful things I have in my closet, I have a lot of useful, like being out here where it's colder in Portland. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of useful. Uh, sweatshirts okay they don't spark joy for me okay but I can see a time for myself I would love a time where my sweatshirts 
are like, oh, that sparks joy. Because look, I have this, you know, this sweatshirt has this cute embroidery that says love, and that sparks joy for me. Okay. So you can have a sweatshirt just for the house mm-hmm. that sparks joy. Yes. It doesn't have to be the sweatshirt with holes or stains that you don't want to be seen in. Right. 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 <laughs> but it's useful because mm-hmm. it, it keeps you warm. Right. 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 So something I think can be both useful and spark joy if that whole concept sparks joy for you. You know, I think it, not everyone. I think for you, Toast, mm-hmm. but correct me if I'm wrong. I think for you, that's not I think you t- useful things spark its own joy for you because they're useful. I think my personality is more in that. Yes. side of on that yes. side of the spectrum yes where to me like say the kitchen not every kitchen pot and pan for me sparks joy mm-hmm. but if we had a set of really cool green ceramic frying pans that i saw at target that sparks joy that green, green with, the color green yeah oh really it was a really yeah. nice you know old-fashioned kind of green okay. Okay. um that would spark joy mm-hmm. but the current pans right now don't turn me off like I'm not going oh I hate that pan Mm -hmm. now our cookie sheets I can't stand them (laughs) okay like those are really bothering me okay but we need cookie sheets so I have not replaced them with a spark joy cookie sheet yet but when I do I will purge the other ones okay so I think there is a I think there are baby steps you can't get rid of any everything yet you know, I think we have to get into the habit of only really purchasing and using our money for things that really do spark joy. Whether they are brand new or at a thrift shop, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that the, the item that you are trading your energy of money for mm-hmm. is going to give you the energy of joy. And you know what I think is so interesting about that is being that conscious and intentional with your purchases. Mm-hmm. That is true materialism, and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's good materialism. It's conscious materialism, yes. and you're val- you're truly yes. valuing the materiality yeah. of your material things. Yes, versus mindlessly and compulsively acquiring more material things right. that you don't really value because look at how you treat them. Yes, you just exactly, you just and that's why more it's stuck. and Are more you just and more, consuming? and you're just piling up, and it's just exactly. clutter. All it is is clutter to you. Exactly, that's that's exactly pe- that's a conventional people, understanding of materialism. Yeah. But uh, and some people are, you know, they're addicted to spending. They want the high that you the high you true, of the purchase, the, hormone release, the high right? of the new, yeah, and the the actual buy. Like I'm buying this, right. so I think that's why part of her method with all the stuff you take all the stuff and you put it so you can see all of it. Mm-hmm. That trauma is healing because I think it's, it's a wake up call. It, it, I yeah, think it's a yeah. wake up call of like, look like, at oh, your life, my God, for really, oh my God, yeah, like that guy with the shoes. Do you remember that episode with the shoes? <gasps> yeah, I did. And he just collected and collected and collected to where. Almost all of these shoes, he didn't. He actually didn't wear them, mm-hmm. and these brand new shoes deteriorated. Mm-hmm. He was just collecting, 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 collecting. But I have to say that this guy, he whittled it down tremendously. I think to just a few pairs that he was actually wearing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's a lot of thoughts on tidying up. Yes, 
But I love, I really love the idea of the things that I own Mm -hmm. truly sparking joy. Mm -hmm. I love that. I really love that. And I aspire to move to this, that, 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 um, new materialism. That kind of materialism. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, I forget if it was one of those old wise Greek philosophers or something that, that expressed the idea of something like, you know, what true wealth is, is being able to be contented, truly contented with what you already have or be, or being contented with less. If you can cultivate your contentedness and your appreciation, your ability to appreciate your, if you cultivate a, a really deep sensitivity mm-hmm. to appreciation, then you're automatically making yourself wealthier because mm-hmm. you're going to have the experience of of wealth, even with supposedly small things. Small things or less things? Both. Mm. Small things, less things. You know, it's kind, See, it's kind of like, like things, you know? Like, I don't know if no, I, but, that feels so Spartan. I know what you're saying. And yes, that is a great healing concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like my spirit has come to be a human this life to enjoy things. And, and you can enjoy them even <laughs> Just more. Just not overboard. Right. The, um, I, but I guess what I'm saying is, yes. And the great thing is you can get more enjoyment out of them not just by simply acquiring more or better mm-hmm. or higher quality things. Mm-hmm. You can also get more, more enjoyment by, by uh, honing and developing that spiritual and psychological muscle within yourself that has the capacity to appreciate and yes, revel in Yes, and that's her whole that. thing, right? Yeah. It really so it is goes about both ways. Spark, like, to identify what actually sparks joy for you but and I that guess, the things that you have, so that the things you already have are sparking that joy. You're mm-hmm. grateful for the things you already have. Mm-hmm. She's not talking about buying stuff. It's about whittling right. what you have down to the point where you can actually have room to feel gratitude for the things you already have. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that when you have so much stuff. It's almost like... You know, having so much, there, like, there's just, there's literally no room for it. Mm-hmm. There's no room for it. You can't feel grateful for having 300 pairs of shoes. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Like, how do you cultivate gratitude for 300 pairs of shoes? It's the concept. I can't even, I, I can't even... You know, but the process of going, okay, you know what? I have 300 pairs of shoes here. Let me go through all of them. Yeah, I don't really love this one. I don't love that one. That one was an impulse buy. That one I just bought on sale. That, oh my God, these 15 pairs of shoes, I love all of them. They all spark joy for me. And you know what? I'm going to use them so that I can feel that feeling of joy using them. You know, not just saving for the rainy day, saving it for a special occasion. I want to use it so I can feel this sense of sparking joy while I'm walking out on the street Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and cultivating cultivating the gratitude there. So in that sense, what you're saying, he, he, I don't know if he had 300, but he he whittled it down to Mm -hmm. less Mm -hmm. and he could feel gratitude with less. 
with what he what he already had. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have anything to do with the amount of things. Well, it did in the sense that he had to have less in order to truly appreciate it. No, I mean, his gratitude, he wasn't feeling right. Like he didn't, like having a lot mm-hmm. didn't make him feel more joyful. Right. You know, so his mm-hmm. collecting, 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 like getting more, getting more, mm-hmm. like how you're saying, you know, having yeah, more. There's, there's, yeah, there's some kind of scientific study that. There's a benchmark, right? There's like this mark yeah, where that it's says diminishing. That, you know what money does buy happiness up till a certain Wasn't income Wasn't it like level. 100, 250,000 or something, something like, like that? Something like that. Yeah. It's like money, people are happier the more money they have up till a certain dollar amount. Yeah. But beyond that dollar amount. More money does not equal more happiness. Yes. I thought that was so, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and that makes total sense because it's yeah. kind of like taste buds, right? Like yeah. just because a food is tastier mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean it, you're going to like it more. It needs to have just the right amount of taste. But if you've been used to having this super fatty, super salty, super sugary stuff, you're not going to have the capacity to appreciate good food. To discern. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is it's not just about finding food that spark, quote unquote, sparks joy. Da, 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 da. I'm loving it. You know, it's like, okay, that might spark joy, but should it? Right. It depends on your taste buds. Mm. So it's it's not just about finding what material things might automatically spark joy in you. I think it's also about be, having the self-awareness to to cultivate your sparkometer mm-hmm. so that it's sensitive mm-hmm. enough to appreciate the truly good things. Which so is that you so don't subjective. Have, yeah, so that you don't so have subjective. to have super salty, super fatty, super sugary foods in order to feel a spark. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's from both ends. Yeah. That's Toast's take. No, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is such a deeper... There's so much more to say about <laughs> I know, this. we're like going all deep But we're already over, over three minutes. Yeah, so anyways, if you haven't watched the show... And if what we have shared in this podcast sparks a little something for you, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's not going to take over your life. You can fast forward through the stressful parts because those parts really did, like, I could feel my cortisol (laughs) going up. Your adrenaline was pumping. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, my God, because I don't love chaos like that. Right, right. So it's like my yeah, shortness of yeah, breath. Yeah, like I was experiencing like some <laughs> symptoms here. So I had to fast forward <laughs> through those parts. But I think you will find it enjoyable and inspiring. So watch it. Yes, and I agree. Okay. Those Ooh. are our thoughts on tidying up with Marie Kondo. Kondo. Marie Kondo-san. Have fun tidying up. And until next time. This is Sienna. And this is Toast. Telling you. Love life, live free, tidy up. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg. And I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.